0: the best stuff introducing episode six of the podcast the friendship bread Uh, yeah you can figure out what that means on your own Uh, so this week we've got some amazing segments Mr. Pope catches up with Bryn from Bang Camaro as they talk about Bryn's last show with Bang Camaro um, as well as what's next for the front man so that should be super interesting Uh, HMX Thrasher is interviewing Gabe Martinez aka your daddy about the makings of a successful rock band bar night Um, and I'm back with the second episode of stuff we think is cool so obviously you're going to love that Uh, finally we've got a very special DLC roundtable in addition to talking about next week's content we'll also give you a sneak peek at some of the big names coming to rock band network so yeah enjoy
1: So I've got Bryn Bennett here uh, from Bank Camaro, also from Harmonix. Uh,
2: what game did you start on? I came in at the tail end of uh, Guitar Hero 2.
1: How did everything get started with Bank Camaro?
2: A really bad IM conversation, I think, between me and Alex, the other guy that uh, the other guitar player that started the band with me. We were playing in indie rock bands around here, and uh, as a lot of people who know the Boston music scene, it's a pretty indie rock-centric town, especially when we started Ben Camaro which was about four years ago. Uh, you know, Dragon Force wasn't around then. There really wasn't this metal resurgence that you kind of see now. Um, you know, Guitar Hero 1 hadn't even come out yet, and yeah... I, I think that the Guitar Hero games that Harmonic started kinda of did bring back the love of guitar. Yeah, definitely. For for people. And um at that time, no, it was just me and Alex playing some indie rock songs and one day we both kind of found out that we liked metal when I think he started playing Bark at the Moon by Ozzy. Strangely enough, which was in Guitar Hero One. <laughs> but um then we we're like, Oh wait, you can play that and I played a Randy Rhodes riff and then we just started joking around like what if we started a band and we brought in all of our friends who were singers so we could sound like Skid Row <laughs> and then you know laughed and so that was like the dumbest idea in the world and then um at that I think at that point there was a commercial on the radio it was like Expedia.com yep so I was like alright we're gonna call ourselves Bang Camaro and it'll be like this Bang Camaro <laughs> and uh Alex was like, "Oh, like the Expedia commercial." And I, yep, so we took it from there.
1: <laughs> so, so the idea from the, for the choir was sort of right from the beginning stages, pretty much.
2: Oh, definitely. Cool. Uh, we we had a few other ideas of what to do with them. Like one idea was like, Alex and I are the worst lyricists in the world. I think you know by listening to the songs, you can tell that. <laughs> but um, you know, we we're like, well, what if we wrote twenty songs and the only words to all of them were "bang Camaro," and we just kept moving them around. But but you know, we kind of scrapped that one but yeah the 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 man choir was always uh what what the band was really all about
1: like i was at the show on saturday and you've got like almost like 30 dudes yelling at you to swallow a razor i was like okay i will just back off i'll swallow the razor um, it, it's it's such a it's such a cool idea and i don't do you know of any other bands that have done that
2: um i mean there's been the polyphonic spree for a long time right
1: Yeah, it's a lot of screaming and a lot of like testosterone. I I didn't know if I was gonna leave the show pregnant or something. It was (laughs) was just like palpable testosterone. It's amazing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's not as amazing when all that testosterone has to load into a van at 3 a.m.
1: Drive, drive for hours.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's that's that's when testosterone just turns into like moldy old beer smell, and there's really no fun in that. (laughs)
1: A lot of people wanted to know what, what the um, what were the biggest influences on you with the band, and then if there are any other influences personally apart from what you do with Bang Camaro, musically.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> well, for Bang Camaro, I think we really wear it on our sleeve, or you know, our, our guitar strap, if you will, um, which would be you know, Skid Row, Def Leppard, Dawkin, all those bands that brought that choir sound to the recording. And never really did it live unless they had samplers, but just those bands that had the -the over-the-top choruses, you know, pouring sugar on girls and, like, you know, everything else those guys were doing. Like, uh, as far as uh, playing guitar... it would always be Randy Rhodes for me. He was basically the reason I picked up the guitar um, oh, when I awesome. heard Tribute. Yeah. Well, I, I should actually say he was the reason I wanted to get better at guitar. The reason I picked up guitar was because of Nikki Six, and I didn't even know he didn't play guitar, but th- <laughs> he just looks so cool.
1: Another, another thing that there's like a big legend or rumor about is how you write the songs. The, the rumor I've heard is you have a computer program <laughs> That compiles like like one-liners into song
2: form. Is that at all true? Wow, that got out, huh? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this band does like to. Yeah, uh, you know, we we've got our funny side. So one day I was joking around with Alex. I was like, "Man, I could write so many more songs if we could automate this process." So he was cracking up. So um. I, I went home and I, I wrote this program and I named it after Mutt Lang. He was like the <laughs> legendary producer of uh, Def Leppard. So I called it Mutt Bang. <laughs> and um, it's just this picture of Mutt Lang on the screen and you can enter how many syllables you need and then you hit enter and it just comes up with like the most rockin' phrases ever. Like, I wasn't sure if it was gonna work and then I I think I, I, I clicked like, I need four syllables for this and it spit out flesh tornado. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, (laughs) I think I think we've done it." (laughs) Wow! Yeah, so uh, McLean, who works here now, he and I like populated the database with. We would just take like really rock phrases, and then we would like break them down into different parts of the sentence, and like, you know, so if it was like "living after midnight," it'd be like verb, like uh, what is after? It's a pronoun or something, and then like time, and then that could be broken down more, and then like it would just start spitting these crazy things back out. I don't think any human would ever come up with pleasure pleasure in the second one in parentheses and when that one popped out I I just I lost it. I was like we got to write this song and uh and we did.
1: That is amazing. That's so cool. You should you should sell that product and market it to bands.
2: I think a lot of it is uh listening to music all the time and and trying to break down what you like and what you don't like. And in some ways, I think that that takes a bit of the magic away when you really start deconstructing why a song works for you. Um, like, for a long time, I really liked Creep by Radiohead. And I couldn't figure out why that song was really different than a power ballad. Because it had the big chorus, it had the quiet verse. Why Why didn't it sound like Warrant? <laughs> someone's going to kill me for saying that um (laughs) but when you listen back to it you find out the drummer is basically playing a drum loop like he never changes off nor does he ever hit harder like all the guitars hit in the chorus and he's still just playing that laid back beat and i'd never really heard that before and uh, someday i'd like to write a song that kind of rips that off as as bank sort of a unique
1: band did you guys run into a sort of pressure from the industry to conform or adhere to a certain formula?
2: We had a lot of interesting experiences with the industry. Um, The industry, especially right now when CDs aren't really selling anymore, they are looking around, trying to figure out what's big, what's next, grasping at things. It's, It's really amazing to be part of it because I never really thought things would work that way. I always had a picture of the industry as people really well put together, very intelligent people that knew what was going on. And yeah, that might not always be the case. Um there would be a lot of A and R people that would come out to our, our shows in New York or, you know, LA, some in Boston, and they didn't know what to think of us. Like we we were this band that was selling out shows in you know, cities across the United States, but you know, we weren't what they were hearing on the radio and we were definitely connecting with people out there. So we were getting offers to Record albums and they they would say things like Yeah and we'll get you a great producer And really get you guys some hits I don't think the industry would have Come up with the idea of Van Camaro Or done the execution of Van Camaro So the last thing I wanted was some guy coming in To tell me how to write a hit Right. I'm sure a lot of musicians feel that way And most probably if I was in a different band That wasn't so out in left field I would have said yeah I would love to work with a a great producer Or a great musician See what they come up with and collaborate But I don't know I, I just felt like the the industry should keep their hands off us and we basically stuck to that. Yeah, one thing I'd like to to say to any like aspiring young musicians out there is please don't fall into the trap that I think popped out around the 90s that was like it's not cool to care anymore and the slacker vibe. Because if you look at anyone that has has done well for themselves, they actually they worked really hard and they put their time in and they may have come across as being, you know, not caring or a little dirty, but they loved their music. And that's the important thing. I'm not saying go out and get a business degree. That's the last thing I'm saying, you know, unless you want to. It's just really boring to watch people sit around and not practice and then complain when other bands do well. It's yeah. just, it's not interesting. Like, if you love something, go do it.
1: This, the show this Saturday was actually your last show with Bang Camaro. Yeah. Which I think is probably big news to some of the people listening to the podcast right now. Um, I sort of alluded to it on Twitter and people are like, wait, what? What last show? Um, talk about that. What's going on?
2: Sure. Um, it's all amicable. You know, everyone in the band are, are still great friends. It's not like I just started screaming, like forget you guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I think it really just came down to the size of Ben Camaro was something that it it, it 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 took a lot of work. Like running our own record label, trying to keep 20 guys on the road around the country it basically turned Alex and I into this weird form of management where we were trying to manage everything all the time and you know we were we handled all the money so we were always trying to figure out where the money was going and how we were going to pay people and arguing with lawyers over publishing deals like i didn't get to play guitar anymore right and i i started this band because i wanted to play guitar and i wanted to write music and between being on the road and doing that, and working my job here at Harmonix, I was just burned out, and I was getting pretty negative all the time. Like, you know, someone would say something really cool, like "Bren, we should get together and write music." You know, Alex would come ask me that, and I would, I would just have so much on my plate. I would kind of, you know, react negatively. Like, I don't have time. You know, how are we gonna pay for whatever? Yeah, <laughs> I was just like too much in this weird state of mind where it wasn't fun. It wasn't creative anymore, and that, that's about where I am.
1: Um, do you know what you've got for future projects at this point, or are you just going to kind of take a break and step back, figure out what you're going to do?
2: No, I'm, I'm actually really excited to, uh, to write music. Um, I don't have any plans. Uh, I think I'm hoping things will just happen. I want to sit back, write some music, figure out where I want to go. Uh, I do think I'm playing a few shows with Anarchy Club. Oh, really? Coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, I've known Keith forever and he was looking for a guitar player to fill in for a few shows and uh and you know they're they're a great band so I said sure why not.
1: What if any if you want to talk about it are plans to bring Bank Camaro to RBN?
2: I would definitely like to um we we either I have to find the time or we have to end up working with people but you know we're a rock band band it's because of rock band that we've been lucky enough to do all of this and rock band fans that um ha- have let us travel the country and hang out with everyone and so i w- i'd really like to get the music in there
1: that uh, yeah i i think there's a huge demand for it so i i uh, i think that would be amazing thrasher wanted to know if on any of your future projects will involve an all female choir <laughs>
2: Oh man, where to begin with that? (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of done with choirs. Um, Yeah, we did have one female sing with us uh, in New York. Um, I would I would get a lot of emails that would say, "Hey, kind of angry emails like, why don't you let girls in the band?" And I would always joke around because you know, well, you know, you just end up feeling uncomfortable because all of (laughs) our dirty guys would be hitting on you all the time behind (laughs) the mics. Um, So finally, I got a. I got an email from a girl named Liz in New York, and she was like, look, I can totally pull this off. I'll wear a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, I had to say, sure. And so she performed with us a few times in New York. Um, but yeah, an all female, female choir, I, I, I'm done with choirs. Yeah, I hear you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, this guy clearly knows more about your past than I do. Had you started to hone your music skills while you were residing in Dunkirk, New York? <laughs> And did you ever make any visits to the Crino Music Store there? (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, all the time. Um, That is where I I got my first guitar. That's where I hung out when I was 12. Yeah, I started playing guitar when I was 12, when I lived in uh, Dunkirk, New York, which is uh, south of Buffalo, Um, which is also the home of two founding members of Megadeth. What? Which is pretty funny. Oh, wow. It's a town of 15,000 people, and two of the guys from Megadeth came there came from there and there's a guy that's out now his, his name is sean patrick mcgraw and he's a, a singer in nashville and um you yeah. know he uh he's done nashville star and he just did a, a big opening tour for i can't remember who it was but it was you know a big deal big national tour but man when i was young he was my heavy metal hero <laughs> he had like the biggest hair and he'd wear this general's jacket and like if you tried to talk to him while he was sh- shredding he would like kick you he was, <laughs> he was awesome
1: <laughs> that's I, I always think it's funny to think of like like the guys in Megadeth in a really residential setting. Like I knew a guy whose parents were next door neighbors to Glenn Danzig. Oh really? Yeah, and he'd just be out there mowing his lawns, like what? That's Glenn Danzig.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't live there anymore. In fact, one of them died. He's oh wow. A little too rock and roll. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, they were our heroes growing up. Like guys from Megadeth came from here, and we'd open up the yearbooks and look at them. And they they even had like sweet mullets back then. <laughs> it was awesome. Was Kiss an
1: influence to you at all?
2: I didn't listen to a ton of KISS, but two of my friends were the biggest KISS freaks in the world and, you know, dragged me to all the reunion tours and, you know, they, they have you know the whole KISS tooth, like, toothbrush and lunchbox kits and all that. And so I definitely listened to a lot of KISS and it did come across that there was a quote that I heard one time is that like every rock band is always looking for the KISS style like arena chorus. And that always stuck with me with Bang Camaro, like that. That's exactly what we're looking for. And I think sometimes things like Push, Push, Lady Lightning did, like that was very close to Kiss at times.
1: Yeah, and like the ballad too is is (laughs) sort of a lot like God gave their version of God gave rock and roll to you. Oh yeah,
2: (laughs) never really thought about that. Wow, I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. All right, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I never got how they, like, they half rewrote that song and yeah. then gave themselves writing credit for it. Like, I don't know how they pulled that off. It, th- it seems like if I did that, I'd just get sued. <laughs>
1: right. I think Gene Simmons has some sort of... He's probably one of the guys that would have a business degree with a band. Like, that... Yeah. He's turned that thing into an empire. <laughs> okay. This person says, We know Bang Camaro picked their name because Bang and Camaro are the manliest words they can think <laughs> of. So I have to ask, What's more manly out of the two? Cars or explosions? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, cars isn't a very manly word. No. I'm gonna go with explosion yeah. because you, know, if you're really pumped up about the the new ride you got, you're not gonna be like, I'm gonna go drive my car around town. You know what I mean? That's right. It's gonna be your machine or yeah. something.
1: Yeah, you'll have a re- yeah a machine or a hoopty, <laughs> if you will.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, explosion.
1: Apparently, you met Mark Slaughter. <laughs>
2: Yeah. We've hung out with Mark Slaughter a number of times. Of uh, the band
1: Slaughter. <laughs> yeah.
2: The first time we met him, we were playing this show. Uh, it was a festival, actually, in Milwaukee. Um, and we were opening for Slaughter. So we went out and did our set. And Mark Slaughter was so pumped up about what we were doing. Was he was like, will you come out and sing Up All Night with us? <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> man. So... Um, yeah, uh, Up All Night came on and he called us all out on stage and little did we know that the whole band would back off the mics for the chorus, leaving just Bang Camaro <laughs> to take it over. And we didn't know there was a big modulation in that song. So right at the end, the whole band goes up like like two steps and we're just like, fuck." <laughs> so yeah, we kind of ruined that. Amazing. But yeah, bringing McLean into the story... I was just, like, I'm not a very good singer, so I wasn't even on the mic. I think I was, like, break dancing or something. And um, I hear, like, Mark Slaughter just ruling it, like, you know, singing really high like he does. And I looked over, and Mark Slaughter was in the back, and McLean was just owning the middle of the stage on a mic. It was pretty amazing.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. Uh, I love it. Um, And then the last one, I guess... You had a show in Miami, and you almost got a concussion. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, maybe you did
2: get a concussion. <laughs> yeah, there was a show in Miami. It was a pretty bad show. There weren't many people there. That's the funny thing about band-camaro shows. You never know if there will be a few thousand or, like, 18. <laughs> so I think there was, like, 18 people there. and um, But whoever was running the fog machine was doing it with pride. <laughs> like, there was so much fog, you couldn't <laughs> see more than two feet ahead of you. <laughs> so... There's this point that McLean went and did a... He was doing his guitar solo, so he went to the front of the stage. So I was like, I'm going to cross over behind McLean. And then there's this big speaker on the side of the stage. I'm like, I'm just going to leap up there and just rock out up there. And I didn't notice that there's only like three feet between that speaker and another speaker hanging above it because it was black and in front of fog. So I just jumped up there and just ran my face right into the speaker that did not move at all oh. and fell back down on the, <laughs> on the stage and I, I think I kept playing I'm not quite sure, but everyone was laughing pretty hard
1: Oh my god Wow, that's rough <laughs> Cool man um, I think that's it So Bryn, thanks for uh, hanging out and talking to us about the band and about uh, yourself and uh, best of luck in all your future projects, maybe we'll talk to you again when you get another band going
2: cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's cool.
3: Hi, everyone. What's up? This is HMX Thrasher, and I am out here in Denver, Colorado at Potaku.com's, uh fundraiser for Child's Play, and I am with uh, entrepreneur extraordinary and one of our fabulous forum members, Gabe, who also goes by uh, your daddy on our forum's so now I finally get to have a legitimate excuse to use the joke that I've been trying to insert into the podcast for weeks and it's been ixnade. and Tim will probably still edit this out, but uh,
4: who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> I run Rock Band Bar Nights all across Denver, Colorado.
3: Very awesome. So um, Gabe, you've been doing this for a while. When it, Let's talk about how you got started with running Rock Band Bar Nights with Death of the Arcade and everything.
4: Uh, Well, it all started as my rock band nights at my home, rock band parties, got a little out of control and crazy. Uh, More people kept coming, coming. uh, As I saw people being entertained, we actually, uh, you know, I I started seeing a business behind it. It was the next Evolution in Karaoke. And uh, as soon as it came out and as soon as I knew a steady stream of download content was coming, uh, I I started going to bars and marketing it and, and turned it into... Uh, uh, the next you know something new.
3: What were some of your biggest challenges when you were getting everything off the ground first first getting started with doing Rock Band Nights?
4: Some of the biggest challenges was uh was startup for me actually um, I I knew if I was gonna do it I wanted to do it big uh, so I had to after a couple test runs and borrowing some flat panel TVs from my mom, I, I decided I needed some sound uh, if I was definitely going to go from bar to bar, um, and I definitely needed to bring a show. So you know, I got the projector, got the flat panel TVs. Um, I want really wanted to present the band as a band, not just you know support people playing a game. How many people are with you tonight? You've got a huge team here. Uh, I got a road crew of a good uh, 20 people, uh, uh, at 20 to 30 in all reality. Um, uh, they're awesome. I-, I couldn't do this without them. They're the ones who hang out with me at the end of the night, wind up cords, uh, so that I can get back home and go to sleep. Uh, they they help me set up. Um, uh, they're they're a good group of of guys and girls. Uh, that's one of the other things that's that's really been fun amongst us. You touched on it earlier. Is is finding those people who love the game and creating a community uh, that people who probably would have otherwise not found each other or maybe just play online or something like that you know being live next to the person is something completely different than just playing in your living room for sure what are some kind of best practices or tried and true tips you have for other folks who are getting bar night started my number one thing is i, I say to people who want to get started is bring a show like i said i i didn't want to just go in with an xbox go in and offer uh... the business that they're they want to go into uh, uh, something that they can't do on their own um, uh, same thing if the bar just wants to start it on their own. Make it big. Go go all out. If it does, if it seems like it's too big, it's not. It's not big enough. <laughs> add more TVs. Add more smoke. Add more lights. Uh, whatever you can just, just to make it big and ridiculous. And, and that's what people are shocked by when they actually come to the rock band nights is, is how it's being played. You know, they play rock band in their home and, and with their kids or whatever the case may be. All of a sudden, they stumble across us in a bar. Uh, uh, just rocking the stage literally and and they're they're shocked and that shock factor is what grabs people's attention and keeps them coming back.
3: So you're involved with the official uh, Rock Band Bar Nights program Um, how have have things changed since you became involved with that or you know what's what's going on there?
4: One of the things that's helped with it is it's lent some uh, legitimacy to what I'm doing, I guess you could say. Uh, now, when I go into the bar and say, you know, we have uh, official uh, backing by by this bar night program, and you'll have support by the bar night program, it definitely grabs managers and, and venues' attentions a little bit more. I actually kind of collaborated with the bar night program a little bit to uh, help them get some guidelines set up or how you know what they should offer, and, and that was really exciting for me because that that made me feel like I was contributing I was helping uh, I was being I was a part of the bar night program I wasn't just joining it and that that made me feel really good I'm excited to see what the future has behind it and, and, and where it's going to come. I mean, it's one of the first things that's ever happened, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, Cool. So I'm going to let you go so you can actually
3: take a break tonight. Uh, Before we go, any, anything else you want to say, any shout outs you want to give on the
4: podcast? No, I I just want to thank my crew. Thank my family. uh, You know, for, we've been doing this for over a year and a half already. um, And and it's them who keep this thing going and going strong. Um, You know, I want to thank Harmonix for the awesome game. I couldn't do this without (laughs) a game, you know, And, and, uh, uh, I guess that's about it. It's been a blast, and you know, we're going to keep on going.
0: Hey, podcast world. This is The Best Steph with another installment of Stuff We Think Is Cool. This time I'm here with Mel Bernier, the uh, fabulous member of the Harmonics team. Mel, what do you do?
5: I'm an art admin.
0: So, as you might imagine, Mel is extremely artistic and creative. And we are here to talk to you today about things that you can find to do for free. We all know that it's a really tough economy out there. And if you're not sitting around playing rock band, you might be looking for something to do. So, Mel, let's say it's a Saturday afternoon, you have no plans. What would you do?
5: Well, if I wanted to do something that was just by myself in my room, I might go through my junk drawer and kind of take all the random stuff out of it and glue it to the wall or something, make a small sculpture. Um, that's always fun. You can always find something you've been meaning to do, like fix a hole in your pants and patch it up creatively. Say it was a Saturday and I want to hang out with some friends, I might have them over and watch the movie Hairspray by John Waters. And we all do each other's hair up in beehives or do each other's makeup like the people in the movie.
0: I love that idea. We've been into doing uh, movie nights here at Harmonix, and I think that would be really fun. Yeah. And then great pictures come out of it, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. of my
5: favorite pictures from that night, like... Everyone looks hot in a beehive. Oh, that's very very true.
0: (laughs) Well, almost everyone. (laughs) That's awesome. I know you were talking about um, one thing that I thought was really cool was staging an impromptu parade or uh, marching band. Yeah,
5: yeah. People don't realize how easy it is to really just start your own parade, and you can make instruments out of anything. I've seen instruments made out of like plastics and. You know, uh, empty tuna cans, whatever. But you can also find kazoos and like other you know random objects at your local thrift store, like a recorder that some kid threw away with like broken dreams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that idea. For my birthday a couple years ago, my uh, my roommates gave me a little kid's um, like first act percussion instrument yeah. thing with like tambourine and like bells and shakers and all this stuff and um, it's just been sitting around the house you know for me to make noise with every once in a while but yeah. I think a parade would be
5: an amazing way to yeah. put those to use. and you can even like make costumes out of random paper bags like <laughs> your head and you know I love just anything um, podcast world as
0: you might imagine at Harmonics we don't like the idea of growing up <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I love that idea another thing that we were just uh, talking about was every once in
5: a while Mel likes to write love letters or notes to strangers on the bus. Yeah, and this is, like, once it happens to you, you realize the magic. I was sitting on the train once, and this guy wrote me a love letter, and as he was stepping off, he gave it to me, and it just said, like, you have the most beautiful eyes, and I cried inside. (laughs) In a happy way, right? Yeah, (laughs) in a great way, and it's, like, one of those things that, once it happens to you, you realize how much, like, how awesome it is to receive and totally. you just kind of want to keep giving that away yeah know? I
0: love that idea I would yeah. be so flattered if that happened I know right? Yeah.
5: right yeah unless
0: it was creepy we don't
5: want to keep we don't want no, no, to it creepy level <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, yeah you give it on your way out so there's no <laughs> altercation right you know there's no real chance of you know unless someone puts like a craigslist post up misconnection but <laughs> oh, right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I love that idea I think that's really cool well, today, as you know, I sat outside with a sign that said Free Advice by Mel.
0: Yes. By the way, let me give you guys a little bit of a... Let's let's paint a picture here. Um, so the Harmonix offices are in lovely Central Square, which is known for um, a lot of crazy people yeah, in no, the area, um, not even including us. And <laughs> so as uh, HMX Cat Attack and I were walking back from lunch... Um, we noticed Mel hanging out, sitting on a stoop, with a sign that said free advice. <laughs>
5: yeah. And how did that go? It went awesome. I think, you know, you get all kinds in that position, you know, when you just open yourself up to any yeah. stranger on the street. I gave away a lot of good advice, and I actually, I got a lot of good advice too. <laughs> well,
0: well look, give me some examples. <laughs> yeah, right. let's, start. let's start with the advice you got and then um, advice you gave.
5: You know, it was mostly, like, just very uh, supportive. I keep doing this, you know. You know. Um, What kind of questions did you get? Yeah, the questions I got, I got some about love. Yeah? Which I love answering because it's, like, (laughs) juicy details. Yes. I'm really into that. So um, one guy asked me how to find, like, love, and I just, you know, I was like, well, start with your interests. What are you interested in? And, like, if you pursue that, you'll probably meet someone that... You know, is interested in the same thing, so you have an immediate connection. Well, you know, just yeah. stuff like that, very random, right. kind of general. Yeah, and then also this other woman was asking me about some guy like how to tell him to back off and I was like you just, you just gotta stick it to him. <laughs> just yeah. Honestly.
0: You know? <laughs> I, I love that idea. I think that's yeah. that's a uh, I think that's a great way to spend some uh so spend some time uh, cheaply. Yeah um we were also talking about so for those of you who are out there unemployed obviously you um you you know have a lot of free time on your hands but you don't have a lot of money and in addition to Looking for jobs, which I know can be very stressful. We, Mel had one idea that I think was kind of just a, a fun way to uh, toy with your unemployment.
5: Yeah, yeah. So you go to um, open job calls with your friends for positions you have absolutely zero qualifications <laughs> no. for. And you have no desire to do whatsoever. You, like, write your resume on a napkin and just kind of walk in there like, <laughs> 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 like, you know what you're doing. You know, it's one of those things. That it's an experience, and it's embarrassing for everyone involved, but it's a story, and it's, you know. Yeah, I think fun. that's. I
0: think that sounds like a lot of fun because I know applying for jobs can be really stressful. So yeah. that's a good way to like go at it really yeah, and lightheartedly get and uh, too, yeah, right. Know? Yeah, talking to
5: strangers. Keep yourself in the mix.
0: Yep. Network exactly. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I love it. Um, Okay. Cool. Well, any any other free free fun free advice? You fun can do? advice.
5: Yeah. Um, just don't don't be too serious about it. You know, like everyone kind of is trying to tighten their. What's it called? Purse strings these days. Right. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have fun anymore. It just means you have to be creative about it.
0: So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Mel and the best stuff talking about stuff we think is cool. Uh, in this case, doing free things, which I think everyone can agree yeah. that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. See you guys next time. Bye.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, boys, and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Harmonix's bi weekly DLC Roundup. Woo! This week we're offering six songs for your downloading pleasure. Starting with the Weezer 3 pack, including If You're Wondering If I Want You To, I Want You To, Beverly Hills, and Let It All Hang Out. Additionally, we have three songs that are available in Lego Rock Band this week in addition to Rock Band 2. This includes Cliff Biscuit, Fill the Bridge, The Offspring's A Lot Like Me, and Yellow Guards, Ocean Avenue.
7: That was a tremendous uh, radio announcer voice. I can't believe I
6: got through that in one take.
3: I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yay for family friendly tracks this Woo! week. Woohoo! Yeah, all sorts of fun stuff.
6: Family friendly limp biscuit tracks. Limp biscuit.
8: I never <laughs> thought that would be no. a
6: thing that could happen, but apparently it is. Uh, Fred Durst wrote family friendly song.
1: Yeah. I heard he actually built a bridge in his hometown for people to get to the grocery
7: store.
3: Did he make it out of Legos? Yep. <laughs>
7: all sorts of stuff about today. did he
3: build a bridge on ocean avenue
1: no it was electric
7: avenue
3: <laughs> did anybody see that football movie that he directed
1: what no. invincible tell me more fred durst
6: directed a football movie starring ice cube was it rudy yeah no no it wasn't Rudy. it might as well have been but no it was like a high school football movie apparently it wasn't bad
3: moving on yes yeah, moving on
6: from <laughs> limp biscuit Hey, let's talk about Weezer for a second. Yeah. Everybody loves Weezer, right? Yeah, these yep. are all pretty new tracks. In, in well, two of, of them are new, and yeah. then Beverly Hills is from, uh, what, two albums ago? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Beverly Hills. Uh, two new songs from the uh, the new record, Ratitude, as I recall it, it is called. Um,
8: mm-hmm. This is true.
1: Yeah. Um, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to is actually a really good really good track. It's fun.
7: Sweet. It gets bonus points for mentioning a Slayer t-shirt in the opening uh, opening verse. Uh, but then loses points for mentioning Titanic in a later verse. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. It sort of yeah. uses
1: the same riff and bass line as a town called Malice. Lazy, Ooh, yeah. that'll be fun. It's interesting.
3: I want to know
0: why it loses points for Titanic. Is it too soon? I don't get it.
7: Well, no, uh, the, the film Titanic.
0: Oh. Yeah.
7: Um, I know James Cameron has been a, a hot topic of discussion in the community pit lately. What True. with Avatar coming out? <laughs> like? James Cameron's Avatar.
6: So does that mean if I write a song and I mention Avatar and I lose points for that too?
7: Uh
3: remains to be seen. I'll let All you know right. after Friday. What, what if, if I write a
7: song and mention The Abyss?
0: Game or Big ups. Yes. What if I no. mention
3: Terminator? No. One or two yeah. only. The, Perfect. I'm totally down with
7: that.
1: Did you guys hear that they're rebuilding the Titanic? (laughs)
3: Really? <laughs> are they rebuilding it out of Legos?
1: No. but It's Fred Dursley. Yeah, they're building a replica of the Titanic. Why would you ever want to ride on a ship that's famous for
6: sinking? I don't. <laughs> well, so there's no icebergs. I mean, not that there's any of those floating around these not days. Not these Yay. days. <laughs> I also
7: suppose the odds are in your favor, considering like, the Titanic has already like, crashed and sank once. What, like, what, what are, are the <laughs>
1: odds? What, that it's what if it has a game. 100% crash and sink rate? <laughs> no, no.
7: <laughs> they're they're going to get it right this time. I hope they have a big one. Not if they make the it ship. out of
5: Legos. It wow.
7: <laughs> says it's been ninety years since our last sinking. <laughs> 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 uh, is... your... <laughs> Twenty
1: Titanic survivors. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. uh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs>
6: um.
3: Now though is to the cool secret super secret really fun part of our A DLC A really special roundtable edition this week. of
6: the uh, of of the the, uh, the harmonics cast this secret.
3: week. We're going to talk about Rock Band Network and some of the really big names that are that have committed to putting tracks Yay! in there. Right.
0: Woo-hoo!
7: So,
6: so who wants to who wants to tackle this? Who me? Steph do it. Hey,
0: it's Steph. <laughs> if it sounds like if it sounds like I got closer, it's because Alex adjusted the mic to go down by three feet.
6: <laughs> She's a tiny woman.
0: Uh, yeah, so we have concern, uh, confirmed some RBN artists, including three songs from All That Remains. Um, should I read out all uh, of the I songs? Would, I would skip the song time Yeah, maybe maybe that'll just be a surprise oh, for you guys. Yeah, that'll be a later podcast. Um, we also have Evanescence coming and the stills and ministry as well as The Shins and, get ready for it, Flight of the concourse. Yay.
3: So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. And they are good tracks, guys. Yeah. I will give a hint about the Ministry tracks. They are all off of The Last Sucker. Yeah, so all of you that have uh, bones to pick about the war
8: and... Uh, that sort of stuff, we'll be very happy to play these songs. Yeah, they okay. might
3: also be from the first half of the album. Just narrowing down. The I, also,
6: I also don't think the words happy and ministry really go that well together. But They you will know, we'll, find together. Yeah. I'm very excited about the Flight of the Conchords tracks, as I'm sure all of you are. Uh, yeah. Not the least of uh, reasoning being that the show was uh, recently announced they are not going to do it again.
2: Yeah, it wasn't
6: canceled, they just said, right. uh, we don't want to have to write a TV show and write songs for each episode uh. of the TV show anymore. Right. So,
1: (laughs) Kat, you heard something funny about Evanescence's track, right?
8: I did. Um,. Yeah, you know, if I had an Xbox 360, I would probably say MQCJVRX6Q96RPXTWHJ2Q94MRG.
3: <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> that is really
6: strange. I sort of I, feel like I have to disagree with you on that one.
8: I
3: know, Kat, really? I can't believe you feel so strongly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, well, well uh, I bet
8: there's some other people out there that will feel strongly, too.
0: Codes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That happened. (laughs) gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not
3: going to tell you what the code's for, though. You guys can figure that out yourself. That's right. I will give folks another hint about the All That Remains tracks. Um, One of the singles that is coming out was the first song that they recorded an acoustic version of. Um, Mm. So there was an acoustic and a traditional (laughs) version of it. Traditional.
8: Traditional.
7: Traditional. More traditional I, form, All
8: That Remains. Radio and like a yeah. harmon- uh, like a, um, a harpsichord and like stringed instruments. chamber so, like, music. Yeah, traditional. traditional. Klezmer. And more oh,
3: yeah. like traditional All That Remains with like heavy guitars and yelling. <laughs> okay, okay. But.
1: Cool. Uh, sounds like a good week for DLC. Sounds yeah. like a great week for DLC. Yeah.
3: Oh, should we mention recruitment for RBM? Yeah, yeah. if people want to
7: get a first crack at those RBN tracks and many, many more, uh, you guys should definitely get involved um, in what will soon be the open beta uh, for Rock Band Network. Um, We're doing a big recruitment drive on rockband.com right now. You guys should check it out. Um, Sign up, volunteer. Uh, We're going to need people to help us peer review all these songs that are going to make it into the pipeline. So you can hop on board and say that you were there before anyone else was.
0: Yeah, so head over to creators.rockbandnetwork.com.
7: Yes, and rockband.com in the Rock Band Network subforum to find out how to sign up. Yeah.
6: Creators.rockband.com. Yeah. Yeah. Creators.rockband.com. Creators.
7: Creators.rockband.com and rockband.com slash forums in the RBN sub-forum.
8: Or you could always hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, at
7: twitter.com, you know, yeah. slash rockbands.
6: Rock or you know, you can just like come by my house. I'll show you some stuff. Yeah, come by
7: house. Alex's house. I got.
8: You can send us at one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> no, Electric,
7: no, electric. Yes.
6: electric. <laughs> Avenue. Yes. Ocean Avenue.
7: Just take the bridge that Fred Durst has <laughs> yes. built out of Legos.
8: I heard you could also get there by Titanic. Yeah. Yes. yeah. If it doesn't sink. Which it won't, because they're going to get it right this time. Right.
7: Beverly Hills. We should entitle this podcast, Fake Directions to Alex Navarro's House. <laughs>
3: Through, or do you want to stick with that one?
0: Um, I mean, I'm fine with it if you are. Did it sound clumsy? No,
3: it sounded good. All right.